It is Monday, September 25th. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is SP3. Joel Pearl's not here. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. No idea. He just messages me and is like, hey, not going to do the show today. I was like, all right. Thanks for the heads up, buddy. Appreciate that. And then he's like, I'm just going to message SP3. I said, okay. I figured that because we always message SP3 in these situations. And God bless SP3. He is here. Joel is actually it's a it's a it's a Jewish holiday. Let me be yes. let me be fair to don't, him. It is a Jewish don't do holiday. Don't do him like so. that. Yeah, he's he's getting the day off. Yeah, must be nice. Must be nice to have a day off around here. SV3, you know, not us. We don't get these days off. No matter yeah. what holiday it is. Labor Day, Veterans Day, Father's Day. What? I work. I work all them days. I work. I work all them days. Mother's Day, uh, Grandfather's Day, Best Friend Christmas, Day, Step Thanksgiving Day, Stepfather Day, Step uh, Daughter Day. I celebrate all of those, and I'm working. I'm in the streets. I'm in the weeds, and I'm glad to be back here in the weeds. the The Gregory Eddy of Fightful is back on a Fightful channel, and I am here because. You know, someone someone called out. Someone called out from work. Substitute teacher is here. I already got the keys. Sean Rossat made sure I got the keys to the restroom. I got the keys yeah. to the restroom so I could use the restroom. Yeah, I'm already a regular here, but, you know, they can't give me a job. You know, substitute. But, <laughs> no, I'm glad to be here, uh, Jeremy. It was a good, a good weekend in wrestling from uh, Friday Night SmackDown, AEW, all that good stuff. So I'm here to talk it all. And we got a great special guest today. So excited. to. We're going to get into everything from the weekend. And as SB3 mentioned, we do have a guest joining us around 1045 a.m. Eastern. He is the new Black Label Pro World Champion. He won Black Label Pro TurboGrafx 24 this past weekend. He's part of Violence is Forever. He is Kevin Koo. Kevin Koo is going to be on the show uh, about little about 1045. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible. 40 minutes from now, give or take. Terrible at math. I'm like, how, how long away is 1045 from now? Oh, it's 10. Oh, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah, makes sense. So, there you yeah. go. Something like that. We we uh, got plenty so, of stuff to talk about, Jeremy. It's like it's like FMC and in the weeds all together today. It's great. You get to see me wanna... more than once in a week. I know that makes your week. Other <laughs> than your wife, I'm the face you want to see every single day. Mm, I got kids, you know. Like I can't bury them. I do love your face. It is nice, it but like good. I can't bury the kids. Being like I don't want to see them. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll be in the top 10. I'm in the top 10. Okay. You're in, you're can... in my, you're in my top, top five. Cause you know, I got, I got my two, my twins and, and the misses and, you know, Satney Nyangi was on True Hill. He, he's got a pretty face. You're in the top six actually. Cause oh. I do a show with Chris. Wow. So, but yeah, no top six. Wow. I just got pushed down live on air. Right then and there, it's because Sat reminded me how pretty his face is. So shout out, shout out to Sat eating the Yankee. Sats, am I above Alex McCarthy? That's all I care about. I, I, I just put you above Alex McCarthy, and he's a beautiful man too. And he was I didn't know movie. if you were just going to revise your list right here on the spot and, and no, put me below. 
No. Uh, do we need to get get the tiers? Jerome YouTube get oh. the tier list oh, of I'm beautiful do, faces. That's a brilliant idea <laughs> for me to do a tier. I'm going to do a tier list of everyone I've do shows with or done done a show with. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, that you're going to make some enemies off of that. <laughs> you're going to make some enemies off of that. You know, share the shares of the world, Kate, Chrissy. Yeah, Stephanie, I shouldn't be their top tier, and then you know you're right there, right below, right below them. Now I'm below them. I'm I, I I'm 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 grading this not on faces. I'm grading this on you know who I do shows with. I mean, I should be below share anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what. What do you mean exactly? You're agreeing. You shouldn't agree with me. You said I was top six. Now I'm top seven. You're top you six share. faces that I want to see in a week. That's very. That's very honorable. I, mean, I feel. I feel like you've already just pushed me down. Yeah. Um. Ryan says it. I'm quickly falling. No, he's the in the top ten. He's very least in the top ten. Come I was on. top five, and now You're top ten. You're top ten. Top ten, dead or alive, and that's just on one LP. Yeah, SP3, you, you are. I'm not going to have you back on this show. Not going to be back at all. I need a new co-host for FMC. It's just going to be me and Cher moving forward. I'll get her basketball takes, and then it needs or, or spotlight. We're going to have to call on somebody else to 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 be the replacement. Now I don't know who that's going to be, but you're you've been replaced, SP3. You know, I think, I think, I think I, I've been, I've been mean to you because I'm still a little bitter that you, you made winning ca- time get canceled. You know, so oh, here we go with this. So, so I think, I think that's what I. You, you know, yesterday I was so lost without winning time. I had to, I binge watched the season one of Heels because I know that's next. Y'all better wasn't, watch Heels. Wasn't winning time? The season was over anyway. So what? So, so lost. Without. You wouldn't have had it to watch anyway last night. I, I would I would have still watched it, but I I didn't want to have PTSD, but, so I watched season one of Heels, which great stuff. But you could have watched. Do you it. watch Heels, Jeremy? No, I watch this enough wrestling. Why done, Why am I gonna watch a done. show? Why am I gonna watch a show with f- fake wrestling when I watch real wrestling? You know, Heels is fake, right? You know, it's not real. Oh, it's you know, real. That's scripted. It's real. It's realer than every single wrestling promotion out there. Ricky oh, Rabies is still on television. I thought he got fired in real life, but that's real. This is real life. He still got a job. Ricky, you Rabies. know, you know that show's scripted, right? No, no, it's not. It's you all know. real. It's all mm-hmm. real. They lost their father. How dare you? Is Christian Cage going to show up? <laughs> I know Christian Cage going to show up in Duffy. <laughs> you know, like the Spade brothers. <laughs> I hear you had a father that was a wrestler. <laughs> and honestly, be awesome. I'll watch the show if Christian no, Cage shows up. Oh, that's perfect. I'll, I'll watch the show if he shows up and does that bit. Yeah, that'll get me to tune in. Otherwise, I watch enough wrestling. I'm not going to spend my time watching more wrestling. That just that sounds awful. <laughs> great stuff Cinema. football is Cinema. on sundays sp3 sundays is for football not for yeah, more I watched, wrestling. The, I watched them some football i watched the steelers game that, that, that was an okay game i guess yeah that was yeah. fine yeah i heard i heard the broncos got whooped by i uh, got 70 put on their head all right the dolphins coach should be fired 
absolutely fired for not going for the record. I'm very angry about this. Very very angry. angry. (laughs) Because I'm tuning into this game and I'm ready to for history to be made. They got 70. They got 70 with like eight minutes to go in the game. It's like, oh, you could easily get 73. All you need is a field goal. You've been scoring touchdowns left and right. I know the backups were in at this point. But all you need is a field goal. And the running back breaks off like an 80-yard run. I'm watching this. The wife's watching. We're cheering. The kids are coming in. Like, what is going on here? And we're like, we're about to watch history. We're about to watch this record be broken. Most points scored in an NFL game by one team. We're going to watch this be broken. They're in field goal range. They are in field goal range. All they got to do is kick the field goal. It's fourth down. It's like, here we go. Here we go. They're going to kick it. And no, they trot out the offense to take a knee. To take a knee. What? Why? What are we doing? And like, Sportsmanship. Oh, this shows. No, this is bullshit. By the way, I'm past five minute mark. This is bullshit. It's like, oh, they're gonna they're showing respect. Respect to Sean Payton. Fuck Sean Payton, by the way. Respect to Sean Payton. Respect out here. This is good, good sportsmanship. Oh, they didn't want to rub it in. They scored 70. They already rubbed it in. It's a 50-point game. It is already sportsmanship out the window a long time. They went for it on fourth and goal when they were already up like 35 to 7. All right? It was 35 to 7. You could have <laughs> kicked the field goal then. You could have kicked the field goal and that would have showed sportsmanship. You went for it on fourth and goal when you were already up by three touchdowns. And you're telling me about sportsmanship? sportsmanship. That's why you took the knee? No. Absolute bullshit. This was cowardly to not go for the record cowardly you owed it to your team to go for the record on that you owed it to them and they didn't do it i was so upset by this i'm not even a dolphins fan i don't care either way the broncos honestly the broncos they weren't tackling that's not yeah. they should have let them score when when my man had the long uh run to get them in the field goal range should have just let him score you know what at least let's make this game memorable for this heartache that we've gone through. Instead, it's just a 50-point beatdown. At least make it memorable of like giving up the record. Because now, now you would have given up the record, but sportsmanship. I'd rather just go ahead and give up the damn record if I'm going to lose that badly. This no. was they prevented, they prevented. The they didn't prevent from, shit. They prevented they, the record from The happening. offense made the decision to take a knee. So they didn't prevent anything. They stopped they them on third down. Damn thing. They prevented it. They stopped them on third down because the Dolphins coach is a coward and just ran the ball the entire time. They could have they got first down by running it. Nonsense. This was absolute bullshit. Yeah, I'd rather just give up the record in that sense. Be in the record books. Who cares if it's a bad reason? Be in the record books. You know, the Oklahoma City Thunder are in the record books because that's when LeBron James scored the most points in NBA history. They stopped the game for a 50-minute ceremony for this man. And they ended up losing. But they, they stopped the game for a 50-minute ceremony 
to, hey, to the Toronto Raptors him. are famous for Kobe Bryant scoring 81 on them. Yeah. Just be in the record books. Otherwise, you're just a team that lost by 50 in a regular season game. That's hey, not they'll forget, better. They'll forget, they'll forget about that loss they in like won't. A, few, a few weeks. They, they won't, won't, they won't ever forget giving up the record. So that's why. It's it's worse no. because if you give up the record, every all the focus is on the offense that broke the record. Look at this. They broke the record. They broke the record. They broke the record. Now all the focus is on you just got your ass beat by 50. And you got you got a a a gentlemanly agreement that you got a sympathy agreement that we weren't going to break the record on you. It's far worse. It's far far worse. You'd much rather just give up the record. Stupid. Dolphins coach should be fired. Sean Payton should be fired. Russell Wilson is washed. He's cooked. He's been cooked since last year. So he's cooked. Ever since he took off a Seahawks jersey, he's been cooked. It's pretty, and he was kind of cooked even in the last couple. Well, no, he had a last a last good season, but yeah. Will says heels is probably better than watching the Panthers. I'm a Panthers fan too. I don't watch the Panthers. I there's so much football on. Do you think I am dumb enough to like have the Panthers on and pay attention? To them, I do this bit. Nobody's caught on because I'm not popular enough in in the world of of sports and certainly not Panthers Twitter. I've not tweeted about the Panthers like middle of the game one time this season. All I do is I do the Magic Johnson bit after the game of like, oh, the Panthers fell to three and oh, they 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 had a good effort, but too many penalties cost them. They lost, however. Just like recap the game. That's my Panthers tweet. This <laughs> that's what Magic Johnson. Though I know I, I laugh because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I follow Magic Johnson and have to see that after every single Laker game. It's that yeah. recap tweet that he puts up. That's all I'm doing with Panthers game. I ain't paying attention to this stupid team. They suck. They're awful. The worst part about it is they traded their first round pick to get uh Bryce Young who's injured and so now they're 0 and 3 with no first round pick. The Bears are going to have the top 2 picks in the NFL draft. Congratulations to the Bears because they got the Panthers pick and they suck and they got their own pick and they suck. So, the I, Bears. Yeah, I've, I've got no use for the Panthers. It's not even like a good product. Like it's just boring football. It's just terrible. So I'm not watching that. There's so much other football on. I watched the Taylor Swift game. Yesterday, Taylor Swift, let's go and throw these shots out here. Tra- work for Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, yeah. come on in the weeds. There right? we go. You can talk about professional wrestling with us. Talk about anything you want, honestly. Talk about your songs. Talk, talk about, about Travis Kelsey. Talk, yeah, talk about your experience at the NFL game yesterday. Whatever you would like, Taylor. As much time as you want. You only got five minutes? We'll make the most out of those five minutes. Okay? Yep. Swifty in the weeds. Taylor Swift, you are formally invited to join in the weeds. All right? We're just throwing shots out there. Work for Travis Kelsey. What does he have besides millions of dollars and multiple Super Bowl rings? There's plenty of crossover material, too, in professional wrestling. So many connections to Taylor Swift, whether it's The Rock singing Shake It Off. Whether it's uh, MJF quoting "Shake It Off" in a promo against Roderick Strong, or even Taylor Swift babysitting the young children 
of Jeff Jarrett. There's so much for us to talk about. Taylor Swift, I'm a substitute teacher here at In the Weeds, and I approve this message. I've written about 50 Taylor Swift articles for a wrestling website. Right? I know there's plenty of crossover here. I ask wrestlers about Taylor Swift because it's easy, easy clicks for me. It's easy material for me. So look, Taylor Swift, you are you are well loved on this website, largely because of me. Please come yes. on in the weeds. You are what Lil Wayne was to rap music. She is to pop music. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. I guess we can talk about wrestling. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. We've got 17 minutes. That's how this show works. That's how this show works. Okay. That's how every show I do with you works, Jeremy. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Leave us a a super chat if you would like. Get your question, comment, statement read on air. Although, as I always like to say, we are always trying to just be interactive with the chat, whether or not you give us money. We appreciate the money. It doesn't go to me. We appreciate the money. Uh, and, and that guarantees your question, comment, or statement gets read on air. But leave a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you are not subscribed. Wrestling, SP3. Let's go all the way back to Friday night and Friday night SmackDown. For some reason, I don't know why, by the way, Joel Pearl, he did the thumbnail for this. He put Asuka in EO Sky in the thumbnail. I did not ask her this. I think he was going for the kick thing because he's got Danielson stomping Ricky and then he's got Asuka kicking EO. I think that's what he's going for. I did not ask for this thumbnail with with them. I have no problem talking about the Asuka and EO match. It It was a very good match. Yeah. But let the record show this was not my request. This is Joel Pearl going into business for himself. And that's what would you have picked, Jeremy? What have you have put? Just Brian Danielson. I don't want anybody else out there. I like Oscar. I like EO, but we're talking about Brian Danielson. That's fair. That's fair. You know, the the new era. Tony Khan's out here promising a new era in in the world of AEW. So, and he's in the main event. He's in the main event. That tells you everything you need to hear. Tony Khan's in the main event? No, Brian Danielson. Oh, well, he always should be in the main event. Yeah. Let's talk about Asuka and EO. What'd you think of this match? And were you disappointed as I was that Charlotte Flair did not uh, just immediately get in the ring and kick both their heads off? I was uh, immediately disappointed that Charlotte Flair was there. Wow. Um, because I, no, I'm not, not, not big hater energy. I wanted the, all the intention on the two ladies in the ring. And I think that kind of diverted it at first, but they got into the flow of things. They had a good matchup. I, I like the fact that the, the in-ring work wasn't all that, you know, consistent all the time. There was a, cl- a couple of clunky moments, whether ringside or in the ring, but it just kept having a good pace to it. And it felt like a big time matchup. And it and it just I kind of escalated at the right time and it peaked at the right time. The finish, a little sports entertainment ish, but I feel like they kind of left a lot on the bone for to go to a rematch on pay-per-view. But EOS guy. I think she's had a pretty good reign so far. They just need to put more attention on her and make her the focal point of her storylines because I still don't feel like they have done that since she's won the championship. I'm with you. I I get where you're coming from on that. I mean, once Charlotte came out, it was pretty much immediately known, like, okay, we're going to get some type. I thought 
I thought we were going to get an interference. And I hate when WWE does this. They did it on Raw the other week. Um, they had these long matches that just end with interference or a DQ. And it's like, this is so dumb. We're, we get invested yeah. in like a 15-minute match. And then it's a DQ. Nakamura so- and Ricochet. Yes. The Nakamura and Ricochet match from Raw. That, that's how I felt. I was just like, no, nah, this actually was good. But why did it have to do that finish? That was stupid. It was that the match. My memory is terrible when it comes to this stuff. Um, where, where, is that where um, Ricochet used the chair? Yes, Nakamura grabs the chair, and then Ricochet, right in front of the referee, like a dummy, yeah. says, "I'm gonna use the chair," and then gets mad at the referee. I was like, "Yo, y'all completely." Ricochet was looking good this whole matchup, and then y'all did that finish. It just made him look like a dummy. Yeah, I when they do this of like, Hey, let's get invested in this long match and then do a DQ. If a match is over 10 minutes, don't do a DQ five and under is the only time you can do a DQ between 10 and five. I'll give you a leeway depending on what we're doing here over 10. You got to give me a conclusion to the match. You can't do a DQ after a 10 minute match. I've invested too much at that point. Can't do, can't do a DQ by that. I feel you. I feel you. It's just done too often, and it's usually telegraphed with WWE as well. But this finish, I kind of get where they're trying to go with that. Bailey is helping EO throughout her title reign. I just want EO to be presented as a world beater and someone that can just win on her own. And I don't want any dissension in damage control. I I kind of see what they were going for with EOS champion. Bailey being there and being by her side to cut the promos for her makes the whole act. And it's it's for the first time in a year of damage control, they actually feel like a state a functional stable. They don't don't seem like a band of losers like they did for a year. They they certainly did feel like a band of losers, especially when Bianca was just beating them all by herself. Uh, that was like right after they formed. Dude, I was like, I was like, who who thought this was a good idea? I was like, Triple H's the same guy that was a part of Evolution and DX, and he helped with the Shield and he helped with Undisputed Era. How did he think that was the right way to build the stable? <laughs> well, they he put the tag titles on uh, EO, but they didn't the even Cole. win the tournament. I know. He didn't even put the t- he, like he, every step of the way, it was like he found another way to like take them two steps back. It's all it thought like it, it wasn't until EO won Money in the Bank that the stable actually felt like they had some potential here. It was very weird that they didn't win the tournament when the end game was just a. It felt like a surprise just into a surprise of like uh, everybody thinks damage control is going to win. No, 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 no. Here's Raquel and Aaliyah winning and then what happened to to them you know not like <laughs> don't one of them is not even with the company it's, it's like, very unfortunate yeah. it's very unfortunate that Aaliyah got released but like them just as a tag team like they were done once they lost the titles like all right well we're done with you guys so next moving on they didn't do anything with this hey look senior nerd you're you're speaking to sp3 who has been on the triple h hater bandwagon for Pretty much years. his entire time. Yeah. <laughs> 20, for, at least, for at least the last 20 years. I, it goes back to 2003. 2003, Triple H became the first wrestler that actively made me not want to watch wrestling. The, the reign of terror 
It goes back to all the way to that. And then that's when the when I discovered the internet wrestling community. And then all the stuff came out about him and Stephanie. I'm just like, and then I thought about his history. I was just like, man, you, you wouldn't even be nothing if you wasn't friends with Shawn Michaels. Like, I like if you want to talk about Triple H haters, I got years worth of material. Yes. So uh, SP3 has been beating the Triple H's overrated, especially as a booker drum for, for a while. For a while now so yeah that damage control at least does feel a little bit back on track until charlotte takes her hashtag bow down uh takes our rightful spot at the top of the the throne as the queen because i just assume she's gonna win the title just why would she yeah she's charlotte Flair. yeah you know i think i think it's probably looking like charlotte's gonna be the one that beats eo for the championship to set up bianca versus charlotte it seems like wwe has kind of really uh set up which is a good thing set up months in advance a lot of their wrestlemania matchups because they kind of but they have also also telegraphed and foreshadowed a little too much a lot of their wrestlemania stuff where it's like okay but what are they doing now <laughs> and that's i think that's an issue with with wwe in general right now is that yes you have stuff planned in advance and that's what fans have been asking for but you're not living in the moment and right now a lot of like smackdown and i and i, uh, and I think that it's kind of been a common thing that i've said over the last couple of weeks with smackdown is it's in a holding pattern and a lot of people want to say, oh, that's because Roman's not on television. I'm just like, no, it's more than just the Bloodline storyline, which I called from SummerSlam that this would be the case of this. This storyline does not feel as hot as it did before SummerSlam, after SummerSlam, because they mistimed the Jimmy Uso turn. But everything else on SmackDown, it doesn't feel hot other than like L.A. Night. There's guys that are over a lot in WWE. This is probably the most over babyface WWE has ever had at one time, but none of them are really in hot programs. Well, a large part of that is because SmackDown has just been built around Roman for so long that everything else just felt underneath it. And so with Roman being gone, it's like, okay, well now you got to elevate new people. LA Knight kind of elevated himself during that time. He unfortunately missed, um, Missed Friday due to due to COVID. Hopefully he's healthy and gets back uh, back for this Friday. Because if they're going to do this fast lane match with him and Cena, he's probably going to need to be around a little bit. The bloodline stuff did feel very much in a holding pattern. I said the the same thing with with Jimmy. I love Jay on Raw. I think they're doing very good yeah. with him. SmackDown. I liked this past Friday with everything because there's with Jimmy. He is very much trying to take that leadership role type of thing. And I do wonder, like Solo's giving him kind of side eyes. Paul Heyman is is telling stories with facial expressions in the background. And then once Roman comes back, you know, how does he react to everything? Jimmy, the first couple of weeks did feel like, okay, what are we doing? Now he's, he's definitely like trying to step up and punch above where he actually is is in the hierarchy because i think he's at the bottom of the list at this point but he feels he is the the number one guy right now with with roman out and that is rubbing people the wrong way so once roman comes out this is what always happens with the bloodline stuff is everyone's like oh no it, it it's not this isn't good cody should have won 
Jimmy should have won or Jay should have won. I don't think anybody really thought Jay yeah, should have won or was I, I, going I, to win. But like I'm not even somebody that's saying that Roman should have lost. I was I was banging the drum of Cody didn't earn it uh, at WrestleMania. And I thought that I thought that WWE would think the a thousand days was more important than Cody finishing his story. I was right. I got sucked into the whole story of it because they did a great job of building Cody up and it felt like it was the right moment for Cody. But yeah, I, I, I thought that WWE would value the number and keeping the title on Roman more than Cody finishing his story. And I was right in the end. Right, what I'm saying right now is that this week, I do agree with you. This week, SmackDown was the first week where I was just like, okay, the Jimmy, Jimmy stuff actually made sense on this show. But... I then have to think about it in the wider spectrum that it's been eight weeks since SummerSlam, and they have changed their to- their mind on Jimmy Uso's character at least three times already. At least three times already. They they had the heel turn, then he had that weak the weak excuse. Then he was he thought he was gonna be on his own. He was on his own for five minutes, got dropped on his butt by Cena and Styles, and then decided. When Uzo, when Solo told him, you don't leave the bloodline unless we say that uh, you leave the bloodline, he said, okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's at least three times they changed that the whole character before our eyes. And now they finally found something where he's in the bloodline, but now he's trying to kind of snake his way to the top, uh, to the hierarchy. So I like that what they did this week, if they can continue on this path, maybe they can get back to the quality that we are. but. I, I get a, I get upset a little bit because I don't feel like a lot of people are acknowledging the fact that it's just not as good as it was three months ago. Yeah, I, well, Roman's been off. Everyone, it was I don't even think it's as good time. as I don't even think it's as good as like after WrestleMania. Like even after WrestleMania, when they were still feuding with Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle, Roman was off TV for. Months after WrestleMania too. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying right now, it's even not as good as that. <laughs> like, like That's what I'm saying. It's like the last time Roman wasn't here, that was better than this. Because okay, at least are, they knew, are you factoring? At least they knew who the characters were, and they were logically making sense with everybody's character. Right now, they haven't been doing that with Jimmy Uso's character, with Solo's character. Solo doesn't feel as hot as he did like around like three, four months ago. And... Like the Jay Uso, the best thing that happened to him is separating himself from all of this because he's actually in a compelling storyline, and it, it's actually putting a bigger spotlight on the fact that nothing compelling is going on on SmackDown until this week with Jimmy. We know what's going to happen. Roman's going to return. He's going to cut a promo that ties all of this together, and people are going to do the cinema and be like, "Oh, look, he pointed out this and that, and did this and that." It's it's people are going to love it. They're going to love it all once Roman comes back. They are in a little bit of a holding pattern. I do think they course corrected a little bit on Friday with uh, Jimmy trying to, again, punch above his weight and act like he is the tribal chief uh, deal. You know, Once Roman comes back, I don't know when that's going to be. Cena's got his run. Like Cena's got his run. With, he's there. LA Knight's there. I think Fastlane can be a little telling because do Solo and Jimmy win? It's like, oh, Bloodline might be okay. Does LA Knight win? And LA Knight get projected as a a higher, uh, an actual title contender? Does LA Knight get the Saudi match against Roman? Uh, Cena is allegedly, he's advertised for the Saudi show. So what's Cena doing at at Saudi? Did, Did they do Cena and LA Knight? Because they lose. 
And then LA Knight is like, what are you coming back here for? You cost us this match. So they do that program. Then what's Roman do? I think they got some options with this, but depending on who wins or loses at Fastlane is, will really set those up. And I think it's a better story if the Bloodline actually wins that match. Because it feels like they always seem to lose when Roman is not around. And then Roman comes back, he's disappointed. He's like, look, nobody can do anything right without me. I feel like I've seen that. Jimmy yep. actually like winning and kind of proving that he can do this a little bit feels like something different with this story that's now been going on for five years. Yeah, that would actually be something, you know, a little bit different because that's what I felt like with the last couple of weeks. Like I said, when they've been changing kind of the direction of the character of Jim, they had a few weeks of Jimmy Uso trying to prove himself to the bloodline. I was just like, no, we did this. We we did this two years ago. We did this when when Jimmy Uso was injured and came back. No, we did this storyline. Like I was like, I was like very confused. And I was also confused at the fact I was like, Jimmy was the one that turned on the bloodline in the first place. Like, and I was like, and then I listened to his theme song and that made me confused. I was like, there's one line in the theme song that said, I they said family first. I put that in the past. You're standing right next to your brother. You haven't put it in the past. It's right next to you. You're actually in the present with your family first. You're putting family first. But yeah, I think they have a good direction after this week. Hopefully they can go on that. I do agree with you. Jimmy proving himself and getting a big win is very necessary for his character because it just seems like his character is a big loser who's just trying to manipulate things because Roman's gone. And when Roman comes back, he's going to be subservient to Roman again. When he got shoved by AJ Styles his first night back, I was like, oh, look at this dork. Why, why do I care about Jimmy Uso? He's coming back. He's all excited, everything. And then AJ just shoves him and punks him out. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't need to take this guy serious at and, all. And I don't even think that was the worst part. The worst part for me was Solo saying, you leave the bloodline when we say you leave the bloodline. And then he helped him win. I was like, I was like, he just said, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't leave the bloodline. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm here. I'm with you. Down since day one ish type of thing. Uh, we'll see where they go. Get getting LA Knight back. Hopefully this week and actually piecing together that tag team match and then what they do in the actual tag team match. I, I think they. I think the two most compelling things are you elevate LA Knight and give him the victory. And so then you set up Roman in LA night, which people I assume want and people will be very excited for. Oh, you see me. I'll be that guy. I don't want to. Why I, are you a hater? No, it's because I'm sorry, folks. We already have a holy trinity of super over baby faces that face Roman Reigns and are not quite as over as they were before they face Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre at Clash at the Castle, Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39. All, Cody Rose is probably the only one you can argue like, oh, no, he's just as though he still gets loud cheer. Cody's yeah. still pretty over. Yeah, he's still pretty over. But is he quite as over as he was before WrestleMania? Uh, okay, well, I, here's... I think that, that's a that's a that's a debate. Everybody else, you can't argue. You can't argue with Drew. You can't argue with Sammy. Do we really want to add a Mount Rushmore of this and add L.A. Knight to this? Here is my argument for L.A. Knight. Okay. Here, here's my element argument for LA Knight. I'm gonna be boot looking here. I don't have a boot around. I'll be boot looking here though. Drew was over because he was working with Roman. 
in that match, right? What was Drew doing before Roman? He wasn't that really that over. He was working. He with got over. Genius. Yeah, he got over because he was working with Roman there, and then he stopped working with Roman. He did the stuff with Shane. He was off television from Mania to Money in the Bank, anyway. So yeah, he took a downturn because after working with Roman, because you're working in the main event, you honestly should be more over working in the main event. Drew is at least um, that, uh, let's not let's not uh, bypass the fact that his follow up feud after facing Roman Reigns in the main event at Clash of the Castle in front of seventy thousand. First of all, he he sang after losing. Yeah, then, that wasn't and then, Roman's and then, fault, and then feuded with Karrion Cross. So what I'm saying is also that the booking does not help these people after okay. they lose to Roman Reigns either. Yeah, well that that's not Roman's fault that ha- that happens. I'm totally with you on that. Sammy getting elevated working with Roman and the Bloodline did great on that. Won the tag team titles. Then what happened? Disjointed tag team stuff. Got re-elevated working with Roman again and Bloodline and Solo going into uh, Night of Champions or whatever they... I, I think it ended up being Night of Champions. Uh, going into Night of Champions. But then mismatched stuff. Worked with the Judgment Day. Did good with the Judgment Day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They got the rematch tonight on Raw. But they, LA they Knight, just dragged that, they dragged that out so much that he's just not as over as he was at the, after even WrestleMania, right after the Elimination Chamber match. He was still as over after WrestleMania. He was still, he still working as with Bloodline. Over. Yeah, he's he still was still as over. It's like once he stopped working with the Bloodline, he stopped being uh, as over as he was. Okay, but this isn't Roman's fault. This is the booking's fault of, hey, maybe you can keep giving him good stuff to work with. The Bloodline's doing their job. Bloodline's doing their job of elevating everybody and getting them more over. And then, I'm, I'm, I, Don't get me wrong. What, I, what I'm saying, I'm not saying any of this is Roman's fault. I'm just saying this is the state of what we're, we're at of we have to access these questions when we have a super over babyface like LA Knight. Should we go through the proper kind of steps? Because I feel like everybody, there is like that LA Knight fan base that want to have this match with Roman Reigns. But I feel like WWE is never going to commit to LA Knight as a main eventer unless he has one of two things or both a great match a great memorable match or a mid-card title look at every main eventer in like wwe history pretty much has had one or the other before they were viewed as a main eventer consistently seth rollins roman reigns go back to stone cold steve austin the match with bret hart he had to have that at wrestlemania 13 or he wasn't winning at wrestlemania 14 Like it just the only other person outside of that, the only two people in the last 50 years that didn't have one or the other before they were booked as a consistent main eventer in WWE is Hulk Hogan and Roman Reigns. I don't think LA Knight is going to join that list. Why can't LA Knight, why can't Roman Reigns be the great match? Like that is the big epic match. I don't know how good this match is going to be. I'm not super high on LA Knight's ring work. He's a fine WWE wrestler like that's that's what he is he's not gonna put on like your five-star classic type of thing that's just not who he is in the ring here's the thing la knight has going for him though he's over before the roman stuff you talk about drew he was more legacy over because he's just done everything he's a former world champion sammy he was 
he got the jackass stuff over, but that thing was deemed relatively unimportant. And Sammy just did, did a lot of legwork and he got the celebrity match, but before doing stuff with Roman, very hot and cold on what he was actually doing. LA Knight actually over before the Roman stuff, kind of similar to Cody and that the, him working the return is why Cody was over, but dating back to really is all of his AEW stuff. Cody was over LA Knight got over, on the Bray Wyatt stuff, which everyone except for me said that it wasn't good and it just it wasn't good for not except career. for you. I we I, I loved it. And over on the SmackDown review, Dutch Mantel loved it. Rick Uchino loved it. like there was a lot of people I, I felt like that that really enjoyed LA Knight. And even if you weren't a Bray Wyatt fan, they thought that LA Knight was the highlight of that whole feud. The, I okay. think that I think that you're kind of clouding the fact that people dumped on the pitch black match. Yes, that was bad. No. <laughs> that deserved to be dumped on. I don't think no. people were dumping on the week to week stuff though between them. I think they were. I think yeah. a lot of people were. And then uh, yeah, the the match people certainly didn't yeah. like. Regardless, he came out of that just fine. Moreover, out of that. And now if he goes into a program with Roman, then that will hopefully elevate him. That'll hopefully elevate him and he will stay over. I, we will I just want, I want the guy, I want to see a guy who faces Roman Reigns, who is a hot baby face and stays as over as he did, even though he's losing to Roman Reigns. I don't think LA Knight possible. could be a litmus test for that. Yeah, I don't, but I, at this point, at this point, there's been so many examples of it. I don't think it's possible anymore. We'll get we'll get back to this. We'll get back to this discussion because we are joined now. Uh, if he if he is ready in the backstage area, give me a thumbs up. That way, that's the old Joel Pearl bit. There we go. All right, we're joined now by the new Black Label Pro Heavyweight Champion, the winner of Black Label Pro Turbo Graphs Twenty Four, one half of Violence Is Forever. Kevin Koo is here. How you doing, Kevin? Hello. Good morning. 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 Thank you for joining us this morning. How you feeling yeah. after this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm rested now, but I was pretty pretty beat up and tired uh, yesterday morning and all day. So, <laughs> what's it, what's it like working uh, basically a tournament environment, and not only a, a tournament, but this is a one day tournament. I know there was the show in the morning and then the show in the evening, but these are you did all these matches. There's four matches in one day. Yeah, it's pretty hard because like. I'm obviously pretty used to doing uh, tag team wrestling. So I have Dom to kind of lean on if I like need help or get tired. But doing four singles matches in one day with only like, I don't know, like an hour rest time between all of like the first match and then the next three matches is really rough. Um, but that's kind of like what I prepare for now. Like I prepare for long matches or like a lot of matches at once just in case that type of stuff happens or like I need to wrestle for a very long time. Uh, luckily that doesn't happen a lot, uh, but it's better just to stay prepared than have to, you know, be in that situation where you get blown up or too tired, which I was pretty early on. And you had to, you had to face Dominic in the first round. That seems mm -hmm. a little unfair that they book you against your <laughs> tag team partner, who is a guy I, I would imagine we've, we've spoken before and we've spoken to Dominic as well. Imagine you guys are going to hit each other a little bit harder, just knowing things are, things are good between you. Or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's like, you know what? We, we got a lot of matches coming up after this. Let's, 
let's work it. Let's not go out there and hit each other quite as hard. Uh, I mean, yeah, to go from Matt Mikowski to Dom was kind of hard. I mean, in, in a sense, it wasn't because they're kind of like a bit of the same where they hit rather hard each uh, and they have kind of like similar styles. But I know Dom a lot better, obviously. Uh, so like going into it, I considered maybe like going a little bit easy because he is my friend. But then that's not really how me or him work. We don't really have any like off days or periods where we need to take things easy. Like any opportunity we have, we just kind of go as hard as we can because you never know what's going to be the last one or like who's watching what. So I wanted to ask like y'all the big transition going from, you know, such a known tag team specialist to winning, you know, this singles tournament four matches in one day, kind of what's the kind of the biggest challenge and the biggest difference for you being in a tag team match in comparison to a singles match? Uh, Figuring out tag team matches is a lot different than singles matches because you have to worry about two to three other people in the ring, um, especially like modernized tag team matches where like there's sometimes there's everyone in the ring at once or like people streaming in and out, which like, you know, a lot of people hate that, but I think that it makes it more interesting. And like, I'm very much in the camp of, uh, I'm trying to have the crowd have fun, then uh, impress someone that has some outdated view of professional wrestling in 2023, almost 2024. So like if, if that's what the crowd that you're playing to is having fun to, then by all means do that. Like who cares? Um, but sorry, that was a tangent I had to go off on. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really hard to try to figure out to like, go from tag team matches to singles matches back forth, back and forth. Um, but then just to do tag team matches to four singles matches in a row, it's like, shit, I really have to like recalibrate my brain to like, what do I do? Because there's like certain things that I do now that are like predicated on like Dom coming in, us doing a tag team move or something like that, or like doing it at the same time. So I'm like, I have to be like, Oh wait, I can't do this without someone there now. So like, <laughs> it looks a bit weird if I just do one part of the move and I'm like waiting for, for the next part. I'm like, oh shit, okay, well, I have to figure other things out. I gotta ask about the, the FTR match. Last time we spoke, you know, we, we had the big call out at Beyond last year. FTR yeah. is doing the open challenge. We we spoke, when we spoke about it, you're like, I don't know if Tony Khan knows us, if that's a, that's a thing. Like, like he knows you guys. You've been on Collision. You've been on ROH TV. W- when are we getting this? We saw him against the Work Horseman. When are we yeah. getting this, Kevin? Hopefully sometime soon, um, if not by the end of the year, next year. Um, I made – me and Dom made points after we were done with, like, Collision or ROH things that we did to, like, introduce ourselves to Tony. So, like, he – physically knows we are human beings on this earth because uh, he's an extremely busy person. And I know that like the man doesn't have enough time in the day to like watch some small indie show or like know everything in the world. But, like I saw something where he works like 80 hours in a week or something like that. I'm, like that's absolutely insane. But I believe it because he has to deal with all his pro sports teams. And then like what four shows 
between wrestling TV and then like trying to still be a fan. Like it's insane. I can't imagine how tired he is at all times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope it happens. Like we're trying our best just to like put our best foot forward in every single match we have, be it singles or tag match, just so like there's no like doubt when when it happens that we should be in that spot and that I don't want it to be like, oh, why is this random tag team that's not even signed to AEW getting this opportunity? I want people to be like, yeah, this is a really cool thing. Like these are our guys that have watched for a very long time and that have worked their asses off for this opportunity. When FTR did the open challenge, that was obviously the first match I thought of. I was very happy to see Workhorseman get the spot this past weekend. That was a great match. And then Gates of Agony, who I've uh, become a, a big fan of. Or, or not Gates, um, uh, Iron, Iron Savages. Savages. Sorry, yeah, Iron Savages. Um, get get that opportunity as well. I was like, okay, those are two teams signed to AWROH. Like, we need to get a team that that isn't, that can get over, and then hopefully you guys do get contracts out of it. Yeah. Uh, we need yeah. we need this match. It's been teased for so long. I need it. That's yeah. all I need. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a little bit hard now, like because they're so hyper focused on Wrestle Dream next week, led to like even think about anything else coming up after that. So like, who even knows if they're going to continue doing that? Because you know, what if Aussie Open when the title's there? Like, who knows if they're going to continue that? Um, like, which I I hope the best for them, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, because I love those two. Like they. Me and Dom credit them a lot, along with War Horseman, like teaching us very early on in our tag team careers, like what to do with tag wrestling, how to like make ourselves stand out. So to like see the work, like and Iron Savage actually, like uh, when they were Bear Country, we wrestled them a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. In, like 2019, um, I loved wrestling them. So like to see those three back to back wrestle the FTR is like makes me like my heart very happy because i get to see all of my friends get really cool opportunities on the like bigger stage that like all of them truly deserve and of course i want i want that opportunity and like don wants that opportunity but uh, it's really really cool to see all our friends get that too i, I gotta highlight one of your matches from uh black label flow fl- uh black label pro because uh, i've been seeing the highlight everywhere of the triple threat you had with eli isom and uh, tom lawler <laughs> because now you're the black label pro champion and you beat two you basically beat two guys in a triple threat are you the head of the table of black label pro now uh yeah i would say so like, you stack two guys basically <laughs> i in one day i wrestled and beat dominic Garini, tom lawler Eli Eisen, Young Jay Lee, and Cole Roger. Like that's that's a gauntlet of crazy like current independents who are doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I, I pride myself on that. And like I, I I I don't know if it was on air, but I after the match with Cole happened, I said that I've been with Black Little Pro since pretty much day one. Like my first show with them was the Darkest Timeline Part Two. That was like their second show, and it was the first. They were the first people who had me on a show after I came back from the injury. So, like, I I don't know if I necessarily owe them a lot, but I have a lot of love and appreciation for a lot of things they've done for me and Dom. They're, like, the first people to really give me and Dom uh, a run as a tag team, like, let us do what we wanted to do. So I have a lot of pride with Black Little Pro, and I hope that 
pilot can be the one to really bring a lot more eyes on it. You mentioned uh, your your action history with uh, Aussie Open. For for those that that do not know, it was Aussie Open that got you and Dom to change the the sad comp name uh, to <laughs> yeah. now Violence is Forever. So yeah, we we do need to. I know you guys wrestled um last year last uh, progress. Uh, yeah, we wrestled in October of or September the end of September last year in progress, and before that it was. Uh, 2019 and beyond right after WrestleMania weekend. There you go. But hey, we, we can run this back in 2023. Maybe Aussie Open will do the Open Challenge if uh, yeah. if they do win the titles and we can we can do that. Uh, a, a team, another team you did wrestle, that was a, a dream match for, for you guys um, that you and Dom said. Motor City Machine Guns that happened recently at, at DPW. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that match like and you know, how are you feeling after that? It was pretty insane. Like Me and Dom grew up watching ROH early TNA, which like was more or less an offshoot of ROH because they brought all their guys over there for a really big TV experience. So like, and I've been on shows with Alex Shelley since he started coming back, and now that he's a full time wrestler again, like so many shows with him, and I've never wrestled him singles, tag match, anything like that. So to like be able, my first match to be able to wrestle him and Saban at once, like, okay, this is quite crazy. <laughs> um, and for a company like DPW, who like. I've been there since the first show. Like, it really meant a lot to me and Don. Like, we we put a lot of stake into DBW and to try to like build them up. And like, not not that we've really done anything ourselves. Like, they they do all the work and like the crazy people they bring in um, and their fan base is awesome. But like, just to have that moment with motorcycle machine guns and my best friend next to me it was really cool. And like, the tag match is just so much fun. And like, to work a tag team that are literally done everything like worked every single company won championships everywhere they've gone it's just like truly crazy <laughs> I, it's really hard for me to like sit back and process that type of stuff because i have to like put it in my notes like goals and like tick them off just to like really realize that i've done these things or it's hard for me to like think about them because i just i'm so hyper focused on the next thing I thought you had something, SP3. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. My, <laughs> my, my daughter was in the room yelling. So oh. <laughs> I actually have myself muted. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, when, it, when it comes to the, the single stuff and then working on Collision, I know you you said you introduced yourself to Tony to make sure he knows that you are a human being and everything. It was a short match against Powerhouse Hobbs. Being in the ring with him, what was that experience like? And then, uh, you know, take, taking the, the power of Powerhouse Hobbs. Man, he's crazy strong. Um, he like I I don't feel like a child in people's arms most of the time, just because like I'm not that massive by any means, but I'm I'm over 200 pounds, so like there's not a lot of people who can like really really throw me around with ease. But like he was a big boy. He's like he's wide as hell and so strong. But like probably one of like the nicest people I've ever met anywhere. Uh, he just really I can really tell that he cares about what he does and he believes in what he does so like that's super cool um obviously it didn't go my way <laughs> because how damn big he is um but just like he kept uh, putting into me that of like this is tv like you're you're on national tv right now like he really tried to like every time i walked by me like really let that sink into me like damn 
that's crazy. I, <laughs> I was on national TV and like there were people in the crowd that like knew me. And like, I think that took him aback too, right before the match started. Like there were people changing my name and he was like, Oh shit, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, that's real crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, that's a dope experience. And, uh, you know, you've been in the ring with Powerhouse Hobbs. You talk about wanting a matchup with FTR, and you've faced pretty much every top tag team that's out there that we talked about here, Aussie Open, Motor City Machine Guns. Who's on your list, whether it be singles or tag team, of the people you want to be in the ring with next? Oh, man. Uh, quite honestly, the the only reason I can remember this is because it, they recently just got released, but it's uh, – Grizzle Young Vets, um, they they just got released and like I don't know if they have a ninety day compete, compete clause or whatever, but we've made it very apparent to every like promotion that we work for that like asks us who we want to wrestle like them. They are at the top of the list right now. Like before they got signed, they were like the most interesting tag team to me because they they did things not necessarily different. But I think they did things kind of like FTR does, but uh, in a more modern spin. Um, because Zach Gibson is very much like he, he's very much uh, like an old school like kind of TV wrestler. But then James Drake is a very like modernized independent wrestler. Um, so their styles mesh really cool. So I think that that would be a really cool match. I don't know if they have a. 90 day compete clause by the way because i think that's a contract expiration from them and not a uh release so they i I don't yeah i know their contracts were coming up i don't think they were Mm. like part of a releases so you might be able to get Mm. that match sooner uh than later that would be a really crazy end to their year um if that happened (laughs) (laughs) where which like we're, we're actually waiting on like a couple of things to like to see if they are confirmed or not for the end of the year so like if that happens and then the GYD match happens, like I don't, I don't really know like how to process my year. If that happens, <laughs> uh, we won't spoil anything, but it, it sounds like uh got some, got some big things in the works when it comes to, to matches. I'm going to move away mm-hmm. from wrestling here for a second. You were recently at Disney and mm-hmm. uh, t- took a bunch of photos there. Favorite rides, uh, any rides that you can bury and like, nope, that didn't live up to, to expectations. How was your experience at Disney? Uh, I- I've been to Disneyland before, but I haven't been uh, during Halloween time in a while. So like, I my birthday was like, it was my birthday trip, but it was like my birthday was about two weeks before, but the Halloween stuff hadn't happened yet. So I specifically wanted to go for that. Uh, and the first thing I wrote was, the Haunted Mansion retheme. So, like, I always love that because that's my favorite ride. Uh, and it's just so cool. Like, I don't really care about Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's just really cool to see how they do it on the ride. Um, and they're they're apparently adding more stuff because of the movie that just came out. Like, in the ride, they added the Hatbox Ghost, which is, like, when we rode by, I was just, we were just yelling, that's Jared Leto! Uh, you, know, you can't tell it's Jared Leto. In the movie. Um, so that was cool. Uh, Rides that I didn't care for. Hmm. It's really hard because I, I go to Disney as like kind of a different person. Like I go with a very open mind where I just kind of enjoy everything. And like, I usually hate kids, but I'm like, yeah, this, this is whatever. Like they're probably miserable because they, they want to go to sleep and their parents are dragging them around for something they'll never remember. Uh, but let's see. You know, a, a ride that I'm kind of over that, um, 
written a couple of times at Disneyland and World is Smuggler's Run, the the Millennium Falcon run or uh, ride. It's like it's cool the first time, but then afterwards, it really, it's really predicated on who you have with you. So like, if you're in a group of four and you happen to get all four on the ride, cool. But if you're in a group of like one or two or three and you have other people on the ride that like just don't don't care or like aren't paying attention, then it's like you're just sitting there watching a the screen, so it kind of sucks. So like, I just completely skipped that ride. Altogether, I was like, I'm not even gonna mess with this. And it was like, because like a 30 minute wait, every time I walked by, I was like, that's not even worth it. And then at one point, it went down to 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even that. No, I don't care. <laughs> oh, and I got to ride the uh, the cars ride during Halloween too. So like that whole land is themed for Halloween. So that's really sick. All right. So so we're gonna clickbait headline: Kevin Koo buries Star Wars on on yeah, this no then, not star wars specifically but <laughs> just the millennium falcon that you got heat yeah, with han yeah, solo yeah. uh yeah, that's a hunk of junk so <laughs> cody cody's gonna be very mad he's a big star wars fan he's gonna be very mad about all of this he'll, he'll oh, message you i'll talk to him about the ahsoka series so <laughs> there you go <laughs> i don't know anything about star wars outside of just the the original whatever the original movies are and then the the mm. new movies but uh what boba fett that whole series that that just Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian. That's my that's my jam. Honestly, my jam. if you really enjoyed the first three movies, you would like all the like Disney Plus series that they came out with because there are a lot of like it happens uh, in between. Uh, some of them happen like right before Episode Four, and then some of them will happen afterwards. Um, the Ahsoka series is probably like the best thing they they come out with since I don't fucking know uh, ever. Uh, if you if you ever watch like I honestly I really during the pandemic I got really into the, the Clone War series and the Rebel series just because I had nothing else to do and the Ahsoka show is like the live action version of it so it's like really cool to see like Dave Filoni's vision of like what Star Wars can be now um, there's a lot of really cool nerd shit in there uh, but if you like you know you obviously don't you don't have to know anything about like uh all of the the new uh movies that came out recently because they're pretty much written on those i've heard all these shows are good it's just one i don't feel like i have a lot of time i watch too much sports and trash reality television <laughs> yeah, yeah, i got yeah. i i gotta watch uh, um you know temptation island and stuff kevin yeah, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where the drama is not the star wars right, i get it stuff. i get it <laughs> uh kevin we appreciate you joining us today man um let everybody know where they can find you at and what you got coming up uh kevin xq on instagram twitter x whatever you want to call it um that all all that stuff uh i've kind of a break which is nice because my body hurts a lot uh but my next shows i'm time bomb pro in fargo north dakota uh october 12th and then GCW in LA on the 14th and then DPW in uh, New Jersey uh, on the 15th. Uh, So I have a very long weekend that coming up. Best of luck uh, with that. Uh, One last question. I saw you retweet this. Uh, Mm. What are your thoughts on on neck health? Uh, So important. So important. Mike Bennett and uh, (laughs) Matt Taven and Rod Strong are doing wonders for neck health. Neck health strong all over the world. People need to know. I'll be I'll be supporting, getting the shirts, getting those stupid little wristbands that were really popular in the early 2000s. 
all that stuff. All of Lance Armstrong's fault. Yes. All his yeah. fault with those mm-hmm. wristbands. <laughs> Kevin, thank you again for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Heal up. Uh, congratulations on Black Label Pro winning the title this weekend. Anytime I can watch somebody beat up Cole Radrick, I'm a happy person. So thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> Kevin, thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you, too. Kevin. Thanks, man. Take care. Kevin Koo, everybody, the new Black Label Pro heavyweight champion, the winner of BLP Turbo Graps 24. Uh, good, good to talk to him. We had we had him on Spotlight not too long ago, and Joel Pearl messaged me on Friday. He's like, should we get the winner of the, the Turbo Graps tournament on Monday? And I was like, I really don't want to talk to Cole Roderick again. Like, we literally just had him on. So, like, we'll see. And then when Kevin won, I was like, all right, all right, we can – I'll message Kevin to what's up. So appreciate him joining us uh, after his, his uh, busy a busy Saturday. I don't know if he wrestled uh, yesterday. I didn't say that he did, uh, but you know, cage match doesn't have everything up to date. Um, well, he said he was a, rested. So maybe he, yeah. he had the day off and that's why he feels rested this morning. Right. He wrestled four times on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So, so he needed deserves. a day. He needed right. a day. He deserves a time off. Uh, again, shout out to Kevin Koo. Appreciate him joining us. We got to get this violence is forever against FTR match. We, Jensen and I are pushing so hard for this, pushing so hard. So we, we shall see if that comes to fruition. It's not Man, a it's real been... open challenge until someone from the Indies comes see, up. See, this, this is what I'm saying. They do this open challenge again. I, I'm glad that uh, Iron Savages, uh, you know, my guy. Um, Bear in, in Boulder, you know, they are uh, the ass eating. We love Jack Jameson around here. Um, and, and workhorsemen deserve that as well, but they are kind of AEW ROH talents. We do need an independent tag team coming in. Garini and Koo have been on AEW and ROH television. Let's let's get it. Like, we we need this match, we need it. Um, and they got history with Aussie Open as well, yeah. as, as we kind of mentioned. They used to be sad comp. And they changed it because Aussie Open was like, I don't know about this. And they're like, yeah, maybe you're right. So they changed their names. That was smart. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah. uh, I, I think, I think, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. And we should definitely give flowers to the workhorsemen because they maximized their minutes. That was, that was one of the best five sub five minute tag team matches. I think I've ever seen. That was really good. I think everybody knew the match was going to be great. I mean, you saw on our circle of, of Twitter of like when the match was announced, everyone was super, super excited yeah. about it because they know how good Workhorseman is. They know how good Anthony Henry and JD Drake are. But you had the, I mean, look, the fans literally chanted last week, who are you to the Workhorseman? They are a tag team that if you don't watch our wage, you might not know who they are. JD Drake the only thing you really might remember of him was the, the group with uh, Peter Avalon and stuff. Yeah. That was about the only time he was on bench TV. warmers or something like that. Or uh... no, it wasn't bench warmers. <laughs> I know I, it wasn't. I'm kidding. Yeah, I forget their name. Someone, someone in the chat will will have it. Um, but yeah, that that might be the only thing you know of JD Drake and like the, the wingman. There you go. Why Soulblade has it? Uh, Don't worry. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Nemeth wingman coming back. <laughs> going to be the nemeth wingman oh boy we shall see what happens there um but yeah that that might be all you know of jd drake and anthony henry is them just losing to all the time when it comes to that he's only had two dynamite matches before collision and one of them was him losing to darby i remember that that was a part of darby's first reign of the tnt title 
Right, and this was a while ago, too. So I'm not saying the fans were wrong for chanting, who are you? Because I do imagine, and this is the argument I kind of had on Friday's show when everyone talks about, um, when everyone talks about the the hardcore fan base of AEW and it's like, well, it's all hardcore fans and stuff. And like, no, it's not. The hardcore fans are certainly the ones buying the pay-per-view, but there are 800,000 to, to a million people watching Dynamite every week. And all those people aren't buying the pay-per-view. I, I imagine like, look, a uh, hundred thousand or so do buy the pay-per-view and I imagine others watch it through other means but it's still a, a very big percentage who are not buying the pay-per-view and stuff. So as excited as the hardcore fans were for work horsemen against FTR, they got the, who are you chance for a reason? It's because they hadn't been on television and like they went out there and they did exactly what we all thought they were going to do. And they had a great match for as many times or for as long as they got uh, in that match. And it wasn't super long, but they still got the, um, but they, they still got, uh, you know, they made the most of those minutes and they, they made the most, they turned into a little, nice little tag team sprint and everything. And I think everyone benefited from that. Now, of course, do the workhorsemen do anything after this? We shall see. Cause okay. They got a little over, but if they're just going to go back to just being on ROH, then I don't know if that benefits too, too much. If they're going to be on ROH and they're going to be presented as a top ROH act, fine. Right now, ROH bleeds so much into AEW that I don't know who the top acts are. In ROH, they're all ROH. It's MJF, Adam Cole, the Elite, Samoa Joe. Those are the top acts. I mean, yeah, they have to have a good follow up. It's always the follow up with the with this type of stuff. And sometimes with AEW, the follow up doesn't come till months after. Like sometimes with with how they work. I'm still waiting on Action Andretti's follow up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the best debuts they ever did, and then they followed it up with him being only on Rampage for months. But yeah, it all depends on the follow-up. I think a logical follow-up for someone who is getting TV time so we can at least see them. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of matches, but if they're getting TV time and you already had that connection that you built on Ring of Honor, it just makes sense as a follow-up. You have the workhorsemen join Shane Taylor Promotions. I know that's not what Shane Taylor Promotions was before Tony Khan got got his hands on it, but he already had Shane Taylor hanging out with the work horsemen doing trios matches for months. Shane Taylor is in this feud with Keith Lee that I'm hoping we get the Keith Lee Shane Taylor match on a pay-per-view and not just on an episode of of collision to prevent that. We put more people in Shane Taylor promotions and work horsemen fits the bill. I would be down for Keith Lee having singles matches with Anthony Henry and JD Drake before he has a pay-per-view match with Shane Taylor. Put that stuff on ROH. Like I, and I'm not saying that as a, as a negative, I'm honestly not. And maybe the, my tone made it come across as I was saying that as a negative. I'm not, I'm saying that is like, that is a good selling point for ROH. I don't think there's enough selling points for ROH right now because so much of it just bleeds with AEW. Like ROH has got a pay-per-view, I assume at the end of the year, like they still got a while to build it, but the build for the last ROH pay-per-view, which was a good show was almost non-existent. They didn't have matches until the week of it's like, what is going to be on this show? And I think I think that a lot of people don't take into account that uh, my biggest complaint about Tony Khan and the booking is that 
it seems like when something goes wrong, he doesn't have like a good plan B or even a, sometimes a plan B plan. It seems from the perception, you know, third party looking, you know, from the outside looking in and death before dishonor is another example of that, where there was a lot of injuries. His original plan was to do the Mark Briscoe beating Samoa Joe for the ring of honor world television title. That, match got completely scrapped because mark briscoe got injured well first it was because samoa joe was was still dealing with uh promoting twisted metal before the writer's strike so they did not think he was going to be on that show then they said okay we're going to do mark briscoe versus claudio castanoli then mark briscoe gets injured so then they didn't have a ring of honor world championship match no ring of honor world television matchup when stuff when injuries happen out of nowhere tony i don't think tony knows how to pivot or adjust as quickly as he should at this point. In some cases, he adjusts okay, but this is also the issue when you don't have your ROH champion on television really doing anything. That's I know he, he wrestled. True. He wrestled Rocky. Well, he's not the champion anymore, but you know he had the the one off against Rocky. But like Athena is someone, and I, I'll continue to harp on this. And I feel I feel bad that I say this like every single show at this point. Athena feels special in ROH. Should she be in AEW? Yes, she's good enough for AEW. One hundred percent. But she feels special for ROH because she's only in ROH. Like there is no, hey, let's go to AEW and do a bunch of other stuff that feels more important than what you're doing in ROH because that's how it felt with Claudio. That's certainly how it feels with MJF and Cole. You know, they're the tag team champions. It's like, okay, what are they doing ROH? Oh, the Righteous oh, have that, a shot. That the tag the ROH tag team titles is probably my if I was a lawyer would be Exhibit A of the point I was just making. Like the the uh, what people don't realize. Since J.P. Scope passed away, God bless his soul, Tony Khan has not known what to do with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. He had a plan for this year ahead of time of Lucha Bros versus Briscoes being the centerpiece of the tag team division, and he has not pivoted or adjusted since. He put the title on the Lucha Bros. They didn't show up on Ring of Honor television together ever. Then they lost the titles to Aussie Open. Aussie Open was at least on Ring of Honor and AEW defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles and could have had a good reign, but better than you, Bebe, was a pivot for him. Because I don't think he was I don't think he was expecting them to be together this long. I don't think that that was a pivot for him. He wanted to put the titles on them. He did that. But we I don't think anyone has the faintest uh think this has a faintest possibility of mjf or adam cole showing up on ring of honor television so really what i think he's doing right now with them as the tag team champions eddie kingston as ring of honor world champion the elite as the six-man champion samoa joe as tv champion and athena as woman champion this is the best possible time for tony khan to go to warner's brothers discovery and say oh. ring of honor here it is. All of our top stars have Ring of Honor titles. I think that's what he's doing. It's basically AEW's answer to what WWE's doing right now with NXT, putting Becky Lynch on there, putting that's what they're they're doing that to help their media rights deal. AEW is doing this with Ring of Honor to even get Ring of Honor a part of their media rights deal. I understand this argument. I think it sucks. I think it's stupid. Because this is what everyone said of why Jericho won the title, right? Oh, Jericho is the champion, so they can get they can get that on the AEW, or or they can get ROH on TV, and then no one no one bought 
into ROH on TV. They ended up on Honor Club after all of that. And they had Jericho as the champion. That was the whole reason for Jericho to be the champion. And so now, okay, you're going to put them, you're going to put all these titles on these AEW guys. Oh, so we can get on television. We can get them on television. There's no indication that Warner Brothers wants ROH on TV. There's none. There's already enough wrestling on TV, by the way. They gave them a second AEW show with Collision. They already got three shows. Oh, wait, we're just going to put ROH on TV now, a taped show. No, I, no, I don't think I don't think it's going to be on TV. I think they're they're going to probably pitch this for the new sport, the live sports thing on Max. I don't think you need. Okay, if it's a live sport though, then so you're adding adding ROH TV to a live sport, and then you're asking these AEW people. The AEW schedule becomes more brutal than the WWE schedule at that. Point. No, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a, you know live. I think I think they they're gonna stretch that live. This is the the first time we're putting the episode on live. Like how you know you 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 put a video on YouTube right. and you make it live after it's already been recorded. I think that's what they made by by sure live. But if if you're just on the streaming platform at that point, then that just comes down to why does Max care who the champions are? We're on the streaming platform. We have all the rights and everything. It's live. But if it's still a taped show, I don't feel like a whole lot changes in that aspect. So no, I I think it's at least it's at least an attempt, and I think that the best the best possible scenario because I do agree with a lot of the points you're making. I think the best possible scenario for this attempt because I think it's pretty clear that's what he's going for is to make this make Ring of Honor attractive to Warner Brothers Discovery is getting the Ring of Honor pay per views on Max. And I think that if if you make if they're going to the twelve pay per view uh, a year model, I would I would hope that three of the pay per views are Ring of Honor pay per views because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have too much faith in Tony Khan building properly for twelve AEW pay per views. I don't have them. I don't have faith in him building properly if they're partially Ring of Honor pay per views with AEW stars. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either because then we get stuff like, oh, here's MJF and Adam Cole against the Righteous. Is this on an AEW pay-per-view? Is this on an ROH pay-per-view? I don't know. That that, that does not that does not need to be on Wrestle Dream. Like, if you're going to do these Ring of Honor tag team title matches with Beth Venue Bebe, you literally have given us Dark Order and now the Righteous. When the Kingdom is the only tag team you have properly built up and pe- people are, it's getting over with people. Dark Order have not been over with people in a while since they were over back in 2020, 2021. Righteous, you just introduced them like last week by them being the Hardys. Like you couldn't like build them up a little bit more before you gave them a Ring of Honor World Tag Team title shot. And I feel like this is all because they want to do Kingdom versus Better Than You, Bebe, at Final Battle. And it's just like, no, that's the match to do on the AEW pay-per-view. And the Righteous is the match to do on the ROH pay-per-view. Maybe. Now, I understand them wanting to stretch the Kingdom match to Final Battle. The problem is, I don't know, I don't have a whole lot of faith that they're going to stretch this in a good way. And that's why we're getting almost throwaway matches against Dark Order and against the Righteous. But MJF is also your world champion. So he's got to book his own stuff when it comes 
to yeah, I, I agree with Jeff Fellow Driver. I think that the kingdom is the selling point. If you're trying to sell an ROH pay per view, the kingdom's got to be there over the righteous. You can uh, heat up MJF and Cole being on the Ring of Honor pay per view. It does not matter who their opponents are. That's a draw. It does. No, no it does. It, it does if it you doesn't. actually want to sell the pay per view. I, I, am t- I am telling you because I talked to many casual AEW fans. They are more interested in just Adam Cole and MJF being on an ROH pay-per-view. It does not matter there, but it being... Are they going to buy at the ROH pay-per-view? Yeah, for MJF they're and interested. Adam Cole. They're interested they in MJF they're buying and Adam it? Cole. Yeah, for MJF and Adam Cole. It does not matter what who their opponent is. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, here's, a- here's my argument. Here's my argument, though. It does not matter who their opponent is at Wrestle Dream because you can put MJF Adam Cole against uh, the Kingdom or you can put him against uh, the Righteous. That match, honestly, the place on the card, even though they've done some good stuff with the Kingdom, place on the card ain't that high. That ain't the selling point of this show. The the Dream matches is the selling point of this it show. Would be so one just of do the righteous. Top, it would be one of the top matches with the kingdom because that's a part of the Roger Strong storyline. I don't that's think people see the... of this whole better than you baby storyline more than the righteous. I don't see the kingdom as that act. I don't see fans buying the that act in that way to where they, they're like, oh can't wait to see this MJF Adam Cole against the Kingdom match. I I, I just I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't scream big time match for an AEW pay-per-view to me. I mean, it, it doesn't scream, you know, big time match for even it does for an ROH pay-per-view. You know, I'll be fair to it. Like for an ROH yeah, pay-per-view, yeah, that, that like, would yeah. be, that would be one of the main events. Of the okay. ROH well, that's why you want to sell that. that instead of the righteous. On but I'm, the, saying it would, I'm saying it would be one of the top matches on this pay-per-view. If you put it on this pay-per-view, because the storyline has been that good. It's been over better what? than you, better than you, baby. And the whole Roderick strong, all of that has been the best thing on AEW television. So if you put this on that show, it's going to be one of the top matches, but this one is a throwaway match. I do think that. And I do agree with you in saying that, yes, they have enough other matches on Wrestle Dream where this will be a throwaway matchup. Yeah. So I don't think you need the kingdom match for this. It sells more as an ROH event than it does as an AEW event. So that's probably why they're holding it off. What really hurts all of this is I just saw MJF Samoa Joe for free and now I, I'm watching him a tag team match. I'm supposed to pay for that. That's why it doesn't yeah. matter because you're not paying for MJF and Adam Cole on this show. And it's the second it's the second straight pay-per-view they're having MJF not defend the world yeah. title, which makes which makes the pay-per-view kind of feel lesser if you have him on the show and he's not defending the world championship. So that's why. That's the that's all the reasons that I'm giving you there. I feel like there were better there were two better options of doing MJF and Roderick Strong for the world title or the MJF and Adam Cole versus the Kingdom because both of them are a part of the actual storyline. This is just this is like straight out of Ring of Honor 2007. This is why ran- of tag team titles have random title defense on a big Ring of Honor show. Th- this is why they don't need the the tag team titles. Like they they just don't. Like they don't need the tag team titles. You can do all of this without the ROH tag team titles, and it'll be fine. You can just do an MJF Adam Cole against Kingdom tag team match. ROH tag team titles don't feel important enough to me, especially when one guy is the AEW World Champion on this and especially when aussie open they lost the roh tag team titles 
then they lost the lay sex gods don't, and then don't, they won don't get me started on the booking of Aussie <laughs> open heading into this title match jeremy because okay better than you baby i'm fine with i have i have been i was wrong going into it i predicted Aussie open was going to retain but i'm fine with it but the fact that they lost the lay sex gods i mean it haunts me at night sometimes my, 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 my girl be thinking I'm mad at her, but I've just be thinking about like sex gods who are now broken up, who are building to a matchup, beat one of the best, one of the two best tag teams in the world. That just did not make any sense from a booking perspective. I'm with you. I am with you. It didn't. If they had gone after the titles, then it makes a little more sense. But they ain't gone after the titles. They just, they lost or they won. And then they broke up afterwards. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's absolutely stupid. Let's talk about good stuff from Collision. Let's talk about the GOAT, Brian Danielson, and Ricky Starks having a great Texas death match. I don't know if there's been an update on Danielson. Very concerned for this man's knee throughout this match. Uh, you know, he, he was selling it. It was after the top rope drop kick. And he was selling the, the knee, the left knee. A little bit. He was kind of limping a little. He was holding at it. There's been no update, so I assume he's okay. I'm I'm a little worried that. Well, Ricky was we come... working over the leg, though. Yeah, Remember? this looked like more than just him. I mean, maybe you're right. I, I, maybe I, you're yeah, right. I, I, I'm sorry. Like anytime Brian sells something really good, I'm just like, it's Brian yeah. Danielson. <laughs> One yes. One yes. It's like, yeah, it's Brian selling. Like, uh, he makes me believe. Two, I'm just always concerned this man also is, is just going to get injured because. <laughs> I'm starting to get like that with Adam Cole. I'm starting to get yeah. like that with Adam Cole where I just get worried anytime he, he sells something too good. I'm like, but look, look. Bless Brian Danielson, the GOAT, in my opinion. He can't be selling too, too hard here when he's got this match with Zack Sabre Jr. coming up because we've already lost out on this match once. Can't lose out on it again. Though I hope it was. He was just selling the hell out of his leg. I, The fact that we don't have any type of update and we're a couple days removed now is seems like a good sign. Fingers crossed. But uh, I'm also still a little concerned that like we're Wednesday is going to come around. It's like we'll hear from Brian Daniels. It's like, oh fuck, oh no, Brian's going to give I, us this bad news. I just take into account he had he brought, Ricky was working over the knee, and he, he also was. did that that final knee with the chain wrapped around it. But that was the man, right knee, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. I know, right I know. Knee. Yeah, but I will say, man, just an absolutely outstanding sequel to that strap match i don't know if it was as good as the strap match but it was yeah i i think that it was an excellent tv match and arguably the best like this probably the second best match they've ever had on collision outside of the ftr uh bullet club goal 58 minute matchup but this was it was violent it was intense ricky pulling out the old uh brian danielson springboard into the crowd spot in the early portion onto the whole security staff and working over the knee, busting over Brian, Brian just totally brutalizing him at the end with those stomps with his head going into the, the steel chair and then him coming up bloody and then looking like he was like, he was just scared for his life as Ryan's wrapping the chain around like the facial expressions. I have never seen somebody step into a feud this late 
and put over somebody who he beat twice. He beat him twice, but Ricky Starks feels like so much more of a star after working with Brian Danielson in two high-profile matchups than he did before this. I'm with you. And now it's the the follow-up with Ricky because this is what I said with the Jericho feud. He won the Jericho feud, I think. Uh, He did. But, like, they didn't do anything until the punk stuff came along. And then they, the punk they, they stuff tried came to along. they used him to put over Jay White, which was a bad follow up. Yeah, like the, the punk stuff came along and then you know it, it ended the way it ended. But then Danielson comes along and the two matches have been great. And he's been all right, Penn Danielson in the tag team match. But now how do you follow up with Ricky? What is next for Ricky on this? And that's where that's where they have to actually have a plan here because he can't just go and do he's still the own heart tournament winner i would like to see i said it the other week like i want to see a little bit more with that with things uh you know we'll see if they end up doing anything there um but i I would like to see them reference that a little bit more and i don't know if they will but yeah the the follow-up with ricky has got to be something and like looking at the collision landscape i don't know what, what are your thoughts that maybe of what it could potentially be I think Ricky beats Phoenix for the international championship. Okay. I think I think the I think the route they were going with, what they set up the last two weeks before this week, was Ricky Stark was probably gonna feud with John Moxley over the international championship after Moxley beat Phoenix on Grand Slam. Of course, you know, we had the whole incident, what happened, Moxley getting a mild concussion, he had to drop the title to Phoenix. I don't think we, well, we all know Phoenix wasn't the plan, so I don't think Phoenix is long for this world, and I didn't think Moxley's reign was long for this world in the plans. I think that Ricky was the next up, the next feud for Moxley, and I think you should just do a natural transition of a quick reign for Phoenix. You can get a title reign, a title defense or two on Dynamite before coming over to Collision, and he'll be the one to drop the title to Ricky Starks, and then Ricky can go on a long reign with the International Championship, which they have built well. And I know there's some people that's like, oh, TNT title is right there on Collision. No, no, let's 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 keep that in the in the Christian vortex with Darby Allen. Darby's gonna probably win it at Russell Dream because it's in Seattle. It's his hometown. We know Tony Khan loves the hometown pop. So Ricky, so Darby's gonna win it there. Keep it there though. Keep it on Darby. Anytime Darby has it for a significant amount of time, he rebuilds it as the fighting championship. I think that's the goal for Russell Dream. But I think that Ricky should go after the international title. But see, now the international title feels like the, the fighting championship. Thanks to it Orange does. Cassidy. It does. And... But, but you can have one on Dynamite, one on Collision. I guess. Uh, I would. They just. The, the titles, they got to establish something different. I want the title. I want it to, the TNT title to remain with Christian Cage forever. You should, should just keep it forever. Honestly, like Darby winning is fine. I actually think a Ricky and Darby feud would be really good. That was a, a pandemic highlight that yeah. you know happened during the pandemic. Um, I think that would be very good. Uh, I don't know if they have any intention to to go back to that, but I think that could be something there. I'm fine with Ricky getting the international title, beating Phoenix, doing a program with Moxley, because it did look like uh, at the end of Collision, Ricky wanted to like shake Danielson's hand. And then Big Bill was getting in the way and Ricky was trying to pull him back. Yuta was out there and everything. So I'm not certain that this feud 
at least the the Blackpool Combat Club against Starks and Big Bill feud is fully over. I'm with you that Ricky and Moxley may have been a plan coming out of this. It just we'll see if they go back to that because the Phoenix thing kind of threw and Mox's injury kind of threw a wrench into into things. But you could certainly have Ricky winning the title and then Moxley now kind of chasing the title instead of being the champion out of this to con- to continue things. Moxley is then a heel again, instead of the Blackpool combat club with their heel and face divide is just whatever, whoever they're it, wrestling. It depends on week. the feud. It depends <laughs> on the feud. Yeah. It depends which feud they're in, who they're going against that week. They go from heel to face at whims. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when it comes to, to Ricky after this, but yeah, I hope, I hope there is some good follow-up for him because that's that's what matters out of this. Going back to, there you go, I'm going to tie this all around like professional here, SP3. Going back to our conversation we were having before we were joined by, by Kevin Koo when it comes to LA Knight is you mentioned that guys who feud with Roman don't get elevated out of this really. And I think in some cases that's true. I think in other cases, yeah, maybe they're just back where they were, but it's the booking coming out of all of this. LA Knight has gotten over without the roman reigns push which i don't think you can quite say about sammy and i i don't think you can say about drew either la knight has kind of done this especially to this level done this on his own so when he does the program with roman if he does the program with roman where is he at after that does he stay over because he is a guy who has gotten organically over over the past year uh, over the past really since the beginning of this year and the the bray program you know, I, I don't know where he come if he comes out of this better or worse if he loses. I think a lot of people are going to assume it's going to be worse. It's like, all right, you lost to Roman. Now we can't support you type of thing. Or we just, you've got there, you lost. Who's next up for Roman? Let's get behind them now. Because that's essentially what has happened is, okay, Drew lost. Who's next up? Sammy lost. Who's next up? You know, Kevin was there a- as well. Cody. All right, who who is next off of that? Jay. That's how it's gone. You know, where does that fit LA Knight if he does face Roman and if he loses to Roman? It just maybe feels I'm like... being go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Maybe if he faces Roman and loses, I think LA Knight can maintain some of this momentum better than Sammy and Drew because he's proven through this year that he can get himself to a level we haven't seen guys get to kind of without the Roman, without the Roman program. I just think that if you, if you, if you eliminate LA Knight as a possibility by doing this matchup where he's most like more than likely 99% going to lose. I think that you eliminate him as an option of a guy who could be dethrone Roman Reigns. Cause right now we're still in the, who do you think? is going to finally dethrone Roman Reigns. We were in, right after WrestleMania 38, when he beat Brock Lesnar, we were in the range of, when is this going to end? And when 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 the question changes from when, from who, 
that's a problem for a title reign. And I feel like Roman Reigns, if you if you eliminate LA Knight as an option out there, because he's kind of like a dark horse option outside of like the Cody Rhodes of the world and stuff like that. He's one of those dark horse options, but you're eliminating another guy that quite won't be as over if he does come around again to face Roman Reigns. Like Kevin Owens, you you kind of mentioned him in there in the group of people. I didn't mention him in there because he was a plug-in. He was a plug-in to build to Sammy. He was not He was not quite as over. He's another one. He's not quite as over as he was when the first time he went around with Roman Reigns. A lot of that is down to losing four times in a row to him. A lot of that is down to, uh, you know, his position on the card and where he was used. But it just is what it is. Like, this is what happens when you're a hot baby face and you're facing the dominant heel champion where we really don't know where the end is. Well, a couple of months ago, we thought it was WrestleMania 40. Now the Rock is back. We don't even know if Cody's going to verse Roman at WrestleMania 40. It might be 41. Like, it, it's we're getting close to that to that point where it's like, okay, when does this I title reign end? Because I'm over it. Let it go forever. Just let him hold this title forever. Acknowledge him every single week. I need him to show up a little bit more. Just show up and just be like, wherever the hell they're at, acknowledge me. And then just leave. Fine with that. You ain't got to do shit else. Don't care. Come out. Acknowledge me. Peace out. People are like, hey, what's up with Roman? He got acknowledged. That's all he gives a shit about. Just acknowledge the man. Just acknowledge him so he can go. So I can go home and get some sleep. Oh, it's all he's got a lot of kids, man. He probably needs some sleep. His family can't do shit without him. Dude, I feel bad for Roman Reigns, man. He's got kids at home. He's got kids on television. None of these people can support themselves. None of them can function. He's always getting called by Paul him. Heyman. When, even yeah, when Paul home. Heyman. Paul Roman Heyman has Reigns. to call him every single week. During the same time, Roman's got to be like eight o'clock. Smackdown's coming on. He's like, "Fuck, I just block off my next two hours." Paul's gonna call me at some point during this show. Roman, See, this, Roman's gonna be is- like, "Can can they not do anything? Why is it every Friday night from eight to ten these idiots can't fend for themselves? Huh? Wait, I I wonder what the rest of the week is like if they're having this much trouble." Just from this two-hour period, how much worse is it during the rest of the week for him? Paul Heyman's calling him all the damn time. He's already got enough kids. It's school. They're all back in school and everything as well. That's true. Jimmy can't do shit. Jimmy doesn't know what's going on. Solo. I don't know what Solo is out there doing. Paul, yeah, Paul can't Paul can't make a damn decision. Stop calling. If I'm if I'm rolling, I'm like, dude, just you have the authority right now. It's my Whatever day off. Say. Why you keep calling me? Like that's why. Should... That's why I'm like I said this week was good, but I'm also like Jimmy Uso taking on a leadership role. Roman's like finally somebody stepping up. Somebody can make a decision without me being there. I'm trying to delegate my tasks without me being there, and y'all won't do it. Jimmy's like Jimmy's doing it. He's gonna come back. Roman's gonna be like your employee of the month. Here, congratulations. <laughs> Roman just wants to go on vacation. He just wants to sleep, man. And these dudes can't function without him. Just let Roman be. Just acknowledge him and let him be. Quit quit screwing things up. Rock's coming back when he's not there. 
He's got to answer all these questions about the rock. Why is the rock there? You're not there. What's going on? Roman's like, yeah, he's a coward showing up when I'm not there. You should be there. Let him know he's ready. He had the time nope. off. That's why the rock showed nope. up. Rock's nope. like, oh, Roman's on here. Okay, this is what I'm going to show. Nope. Up. Roman's he, not he, he, he called them. He left them a voicemail and he didn't it's pick like, up. He was busy sleeping on his expensive couch. He should. And, and then he, he woke up at it. 8 p.m. and he saw The Rock. Don't be mad at him. He called you to let you know. He, he deserved it. He deserved to to be to take these naps, man. Just does. He need to pick up his phone more. Paul Heyman was trying to tell him too. He was like, call Roman Reigns. When he saw The Rock pull up backstage, he was like, call Roman Reigns. And Roman didn't pick up. Not his fault. Not Roman's fault. Not Rock's fault. Wes Holloway says, what are the chances no one actually defeats Roman and his reign ends with him just vacating? I hope it happens. I want the funniest that possible That would be outcome. hilarious. He gets injured in a, ma- in a matchup. <laughs> no, no, I don't, want a, I don't want an injury. All right? That's, I'm well, you just want him to go home and just vacate? The- He's never going to do that. He'd rather just go home with the titles. It's It would be hilarious. I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm chaos. I want hilarity out of this stuff because that's what gets people upset i'm not stupid enough to get upset about professional wrestling i'm not saying anybody who gets upset about i I admire people's passion and stuff i'm not passionate enough i guess to get upset about professional wrestling i want hilarity when it comes to this stuff what's the dumbest possible outcome roman coming out after when's he break bruno's record he's still got a while for that Roman uh, coming yeah, out. He's got, he's got a. He's got a. He's got a few years before that. Good. But I think. I think. I think up. that Ro- that Cody is getting pushed back to WrestleMania 41, so he can at least pass Hogan. He's going to be second all time. Let him come out. Just be like, I'm beating everybody. I asked for people to step up. Everyone who stepped up, just beat them, smashed them, stacked them. Everyone has acknowledged me. My own family finally acknowledged me. The Rock, the biggest star of all time, he acknowledged me. Steve Austin, I'm just saying Steve Austin. Steve Austin. When did that happen? (laughs) He's going to beat him. Acknowledged me. I ran people off to the competition. Got them out of here. They had to go elsewhere to try to win gold. Had people going doing podcasts. Had people going to Hollywood. Cody Rhodes twice, three times maybe. Seth Rollins, some point he'll beat Seth. Seth Rollins, my old shield running mate. The other guy didn't even want to come back. Guys were scared to return. Guys were getting into fights elsewhere. Then when they said, you want to come back to WWE to acknowledge the tribal chief, they said no. Decide to go do Hollywood, stars, television. I don't need this title anymore. I don't need it. I'm going to go do Hollywood. I'm going to go do television. And maybe if I return, someone will have proven that they deserve to be this champion. Until then, I'm out. And he throws up the deuces. He says deuces, ooses as well. Deuces, ooses. <laughs> like, acknowledge me one final time. One final time, everybody. Acknowledge me. And then he just leaves. 
He just leaves. Mm-hmm. He leaves. They do a tournament or a battle royal or however they're going to decide the champion. And then that person holds the title and then they lose the title and then somebody else holds it and then lose. And one year later, one year later, you see the big Roman CGI. That thing rules. You see that whole thing. Brock Lesnar's the champion at this point, I assume. <laughs> Brock's the champion. <laughs> Brock comes out. You know, here comes the pain. Heyman's aligned with Brock. His idea was flip everything, right? Heyman is <laughs> aligned with Brock. it back to what it was yeah. originally <laughs> Yeah. Time is a flat circle, SV3. The WWE Universe is a flat circle, okay? Brock's the champion. Heyman's with Brock. And then here comes Roman Reigns, returning from Hollywood. He gets in Brock's face. Roman and Brock... One more time, baby. Let's go. WrestleMania 45 at this point. Roman and Brock. Get ready, baby. Get ready. I won't be watching any of this. I will quit the wrestling media business if any of this happens. happens, And that Jeremy just wished this into into the Lord's, the wrestling Lord's head. Nah, I'm good. I'm I won't be here. I won't be here this, to talk about it. This is great. This is don't cinema. worry. Don't worry. I said I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is cinema. All the new fans. All the fans who hadn't been watching in five years and stuff. All these fans are gonna be like, "This is a callback to WrestleMania, whatever the fuck the first time they fought." Thirty-one I, and 31. thirty-four and thirty-eight. Yeah, this is a callback. Look at this long-term storytelling. Long-term, Long-term storytelling. storytelling. That's what it's going to be. Roman and Brock, WrestleMania 45, baby. It's going to be fantastic. Get ready, world. Get ready. What do you, what, what do you, what do you want to, why do you watch wrestling? You watch wrestling to just anger Let's get paid. <laughs> Cash. That's why I watch. Cash money. They pay me to watch this. That's why. That's that's my my reasoning as well. I get paid to watch wrestling at this point. Right. Would I watch all of this if I was not doing this show three days a week? If I was not writing? Yes. uh, That pop just uh, for Jeff Bailey Driver. Justified long-term storytelling chance. Would I watch all of this stuff? I didn't get paid to do all this news and everything. They don't actually pay me to watch because I don't cover the shows half the time anyway now. The only, I, show, I, the only show that I, I technically get paid to to watch that I do enjoy is usually Dynamite because I know if I do enjoy the show, probably in less than 24 hours, I'm going to have someone rip it apart for me and I enjoy it a lot less. Is he up? Is Jimmy Is Jimmy up? No, he's never going to be oh. up at this. He, okay. he literally made me schedule the show for 1 p.m. because he said I've never seen 12 p.m. in my life. Since since he left I, for college, I have never spoken to to Jimmy. I've never met him. I want to though. I was gonna have you send him this link. Just be like, hey, come I'll, on. I'll, I'll message him. See if okay. he if he answers. Throw him a bone. But I'm a big won't. fan. I'm a big fan of his work. And I get. I don't think I've had a single interaction with him. But I would like to tell him how much I appreciate his work. 
Oh, that's nice. I'm a, even like, even if it, if he happen. doesn't, yeah, even if he doesn't, uh, he's not up. I'll I'll just clip this so he can hear it and he can be like, "Oh, that gave me a whole bunch of emotions that I hate right now." <laughs> he, he's the worst person to give a compliment to. <laughs> Oh, I, I watch wrestling, yeah, because it paid to write about wrestling. It paid to write about the news stories and stuff. I can do, I can honestly do that without watching the shows. I don't need to watch the shows to write the Eddie Kingston interview quotes yeah. and things. It helps, certainly helps to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, if you didn't do, if you don't do shows like this, like podcast, I don't know how anyone watches would watch as much wrestling as I do, um, not, um, <laughs> or even just watch all the WWE and AEW content. Just that in general, that seems like that's twelve hours right there. That's twelve hours out of a week. That's that's man. There's people getting getting less hours than that in work. <sighs> I don't know how, how you watch all of that and then you watch all the other shows that you watch. Like, it's for the love of the game, man. It's for the love of the game. Because I am trying I am trying my best to be the standard of star ratings over Uncle Dave. It's going to be my star ratings as a standard. We're even doing a star rating show on, on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And I'm gonna pitch oh, yeah? it. I'm gonna pitch it. Maybe it'll finally get me a permanent teacher spot at Fightful. Is this the uh, the Alex McCarthy gimmick that he pitched to me, but he said he didn't have time for something something similar to what me and Alex was was doing over on uh, Inside the Ropes? And I know he okay. said he was going to talk to you about it, but yeah. with Jimmy, I think it's even better because Jimmy will, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy is Jimmy, and. Not only will he he uh, analyze a star rating, he will tell you why he doesn't think Uncle Dave even watched the matchup. So that's why I like doing it. <laughs> Jimmy is a little bit more vitriol. I think me and Alex are too nice together. So I think I needed someone to balance me. So I think with Jimmy, it's going to be fun. I'm going to... Jeff Feller Driver is asking, uh, do you rate women's matches an impact? Yes, I do. Unlike I Uncle Dave. Everything. I gave, I gave Chris Statland two four-star matches last week with Jay Cargill and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Now, watch, watch, look at Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Dave didn't even rate those matches. I was like, damn, Dave. Like, I know you watched them. Like, come on. <laughs> I, my star ratings are, one, I don't do them. We've had this discussion before. I got, like, I got like two five-star matches. The, the, the Kane, Kane versus Big Show. Kane and Big Show, chain wrestling. <laughs> That's a five-star match. Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville is a five-star match. And the Doomsday Cage match, the alliance to end Hulkamania against Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Those are my five-star matches. Worst matches. That rules. Those are my five-star matches. Congratulations. Every other match sucks. I'll give those negative five-stars. You if love, you don't you like, have, you must love Charmel versus Jenna Morocco too. That match ruled too. If that you don't like, ruled. if you don't like Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville, I cannot take your wrestling opinions. No, I love, I loved it. That was a great game, comedy match. Okay, that's a great pro wrestling match. That's a great comedy match. Great pro wrestling match. Jenna against Charmel is fantastic. There's so much just good wrestling. You turn on any streaming service out there, Fight, IWT, whatever. 
turn on any stream. You can watch a good pro wrestling match any day of the week. I, I will. I will say. I will say. A bad wrestling match does sometimes live longer in the memory. I will say that because I Xavier Xavier Woods says this all the time. Xavier Woods, we're we're one the same. I see you, Xavier. Mm-hmm. We're one the same. He says this like great pro wrestling matches are great. You remember the great great matches, the ones that are very clearly head head and shoulders above a lot of these other matches. But then the the bad matches. Give me a bad match because a bad pro wrestling match is really going to stand out because there's just like, so much good. There's just so much good wrestling. I, I like, I feel like this, uh, this year's worst match of the year. It's going to be some competition. Cause I feel like, I feel like Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight pitch black match had that award like on lock. But now that Bray has passed away, I don't think people are going to try to give him a negative award. So I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be it's probably gonna be tougher naming a worst match of the year than best match of the year. People who pick that as the worst match clearly didn't watch it. So clearly oh, I did not it. have. I watched it multiple times. That is not a good matchup. Okay, here's my counter to it. SP3, did you watch it while drinking Mountain Dew Pitch Black? I watched it while eating an edible, and I enjoyed it a little bit more on that... the edible, but I did oh, not I've... enjoy it when I was sober. I've said this before. I the best way you want you want to enjoy any Bray Wyatt stuff, just get stoned. Like whether you smoke, <laughs> whether you take an edible, Bray Wyatt stuff is so so good when you are high. And uh, why soluble? He's actually yeah, right soluble? that 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 Brit Brit and Ty is gonna get some votes because that feels yeah. like when when everybody kind of like the whole world, like a lot of people already knew AEW's female rookie was bad. But, like, I think that one was the eye-opener of, oh, Britt Baker is kind of falling off since two years ago. And also, that sign in the crowd says you need to book wrestling, women's wrestling better. Like, that's a double whammy. Also, Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin from Great yeah. American Badge. Oh, my yeah. God. that's That goes down in history as one of the worst WWE debuts of all time. Like, he looked green. He versed someone that probably wasn't the best opponent for him. And he didn't win. It was a double count. <laughs> and he got ch- and he said, "You're not angle." The crowd chanted, "You're not angle." And chanted for Baron Corbin over him. Oh my God! Yeah, that might do it. I think I think that's gonna get the yeah, votes I think that'll more win. than Bray and yeah. LA Knight. One, you didn't enjoy the Bray match properly if you were not one or two things. One high, two. Just hopped up on Mountain Dew Pitch Black. You gotta have the Mountain Dew Pitch Black during the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, okay? What's wrong with you people? Senior Nerd says, the Shane McMahon versus the Miz at Mania 39 when Miz, or when Shane tore both. No. Another good one. That's another no. good one. It doesn't another, count, though. But, but Snoop. Snoop is they the asked, one that's exactly. exactly. That match became a triple threat match. No one knew that. No one knew. It's a triple threat match, and Snoop won, and that match rules. Snoop was the WrestleMania MVP. I don't care what anybody says. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. You're you're rant about Snoop Dogg being the MVP on our <laughs> WrestleMania review. Still one of the highlights of 2023 for me on camera. <laughs> Raw tonight. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Tyrus for tight. Yeah, any time. See, nobody watched that. Yeah, no one so watched. That's, that's the yeah. that's the issue with NWA matches. I feel like NWA matches would get more votes the last couple of years. But no one watches it. So if so, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to see it, 
did really well. Yeah, everybody just watched the the gifs of that match. So no one actually watched that 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 match. Um oh yeah. Raw tonight, SP3. What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Judgment Day rematch. I thought they had a a splendid match at a payback. I thought that was the match of the night. Then if they get a bunch of time now, I think that it will be the best match on tonight's show. And I really am interested in the whole judgment day storyline with Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens is very obviously building to war games. And most of all, I'm looking forward to tonight's show so we can find out what the hell is going to be on fast lane. Cause that's in like less than two weeks. What about Sammy and I mean not Sammy. I mean they might do a rematch. Uh Finn and Shinsuke is on that show. Like that's... No, they didn't. They haven't announced that. Nah, I mean they're I mean they're, it's they're... obvious that yeah, they're 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 building to that, but they have not they've only announced one match, and that one match we only know three of the four comp- uh participants. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see what they announce for Fastlane. I'm looking forward to Cody Rhodes. He's opening the show. He's going to be like, so what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Jey Uso. But oops, there comes Dominic Mysterio again. Is he going to face Omos? People are like, because they did the bit at the live event. Oh, Cody and Omos would be great. I, I think that's Saudi. Oh, you think that's Saudi. a Saudi match? Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be basically like his his Dominic matchup at Money in the Bank, where it's just an interlude from his real feud. That's that's what I think Omos is gonna be for him at Saudi before he's in the War Games against Judgment Day. Oh, so is he not doing anything at Fastlane? Do they do? I think they do him and Six him and Man? Jay. Him and I think they do him and Jay versus uh, maybe the tag champs, the Finn and Damian. Oh. Okay, maybe, maybe. A shock. First off, why Solo Blade says shout out the Mad King contract extension four more years. Why Solo Blade says where did you read that? Fightful <laughs> is where you read that. I'm sure you probably read it on Why Solo Blade says Reddit. I'm sure you you probably read it on Reddit or one of these engagement accounts that don't give any credit to people. It's like oh we said it on ad free shows. Yeah, that's where he said it. Said it on ad-free shows. We know who listens to the ad-free shows. You know who transcribed it before anybody else out there. You read it on Fightful, everybody. I need these engagement accounts. I don't want their. I don't want. I don't want people following me because I don't want people following me on on Twitter. No, I don't want any followers. No, I just want my credit. That's all. I give just, him, give Jeremy his credit and his yeah. love. I just want my credit from these engagement accounts. These engagement accounts don't friggin. These engagement accounts don't listen to all these interviews. Just don't. They don't listen to these interviews. They read it on typically Fightful, sometimes post-wrestling, sometimes wrestling news. I think all of those uh, websites do great work when it comes to yeah. transcription. Um, WrestlingNews.co. They, they've done a good job when yeah. it comes to transcriptions. Like The GOAT is over at post-wrestling. He does. Uh, everyone knows he does the best work in the business. I feel like I do halfway problem. decent work. We don't you say do. his name. Great. We don't say his name. It's just the okay. goat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't comment on the name out here. Um, out here in these just, streets. Yeah. That's a bit. Um, so yeah. Uh what was I gonna say? Oh, okay, okay. The engagement accounts aren't listening to all of this. They're taking the quotes, 
They're taking the quotes from our website or one of these other websites and posting on their account, and then they're getting the engagement off of it. It's annoying because they're not listening. I'm going to start putting out fake quotes from wrestlers. I'll be a big cry. <laughs> I don't care. Thank you. Thank you, Wise Hullable. <laughs> I've said this. I've said this before, by the way. When I retire, which I don't know when, it'll be a long time from now, unless like I win the lottery and then I'll retire tomorrow. When I retire, my going away party is just running a bunch of fake quotes. And then all these websites are going to pick it up and they're going to, oh, they said this on this show because they ain't actually listening to these shows. They're just going to trust me. I've built up enough credibility to where they will just trust that if I say they said it, they will run it. Yes. And then everybody, the entire wrestling world is going to look stupid and everybody's going to be mad at everybody. And they can be mad at me. They can be mad at me. I don't care because I'm retired at that point. I'm just going to watch the world, the wrestling media world burn with a bunch of fake quotes when I retire. Get Absolutely. Ready. Yes, Ashok, Big Ed will dethrone Roman Reigns. That's in the cards. That's in the I'm plans. Not. I'm, I'm Can't here for it. Choke that man. Can't nope. he choke him. No. Nope. How you going to spear him? You just going to jump over him. He's too short. <laughs> Are you going to do Run that, Roman? Bounce off of him. <laughs> exactly. Go I mean, like Darby Allen. going nowhere. Darby Allen running into Satam Singh all over again. Yeah. Come on. You can't do that. Nope. Superman punch? You can't affect that, man. Can't, ain't got no chin, neither. What are you punching? He was a, he was a Yukon warrior. You think I'm scared of anybody? He's, he literally said that. He literally got said no that. Chin, to, got to, no chin? Got no neck? A, to a black New York police officer he said that he said i'm a yukon warrior you think i'm scared of anybody <laughs> big ed the goat sp3 thank you for joining me today let everybody know where they can find you at you can find me on the twitter machine at true hill sp3 i will be back on your youtube screens if you want to go check out the true hill heat youtube channel we go live at 205 p.m eastern time today for our njpw destruction in kobe 2023 review such a great show with an excellent okay. excellent Yes, Kobe. Yeah, it had me so confused. Romeo put the thumbnail as Kobe review, and I was like, oh, we're reviewing Kobe? I'm down. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, uh, check it out. It's later today. Talk about Osprey versus Suji. The fact that Will Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr., two British wrestlers who are English-speaking, cut a 95% Japanese promo. We're going to talk all about that. So go over and check it out. True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Go support the folks at, at True Hill Heat. Uh, go support SP3. Go support Romeo. Doing oh, yeah. And we're, we're 500 subscribers away from 10,000. So if y'all can help go, us out. Go, go subscribe. Go subscribe. My syllable says, Ric Flair set for in-ring return against 20,000 day. Champ for I'm going to do it. I, th- this is the thing. We saw it all blow up with Mace, Marseille, and Mansois saying that uh, Riddle slapped Gunther and Gunther didn't do anything about People it. People were running with it. People yeah. ran with it. Because they don't read. They don't actually listen to this stuff. I had to be the one to correct it and be like, actually, well, actually, no, this did not happen. Like a dork correcting these stories. But they, I went back. I listened. I listened to that thing twice. I was like, did he say this? I didn't hear this. But you know what? Let me check. Because I actually check and I'm not just going to run with these stories without actually listening to it. So I was the one who listened to it and then had to correct it. They call Sean Ross Sapp over here listening to Doja Cat album. He ain't paying attention to their stream. Listen to Doja Cat. 
He thinks he's I'm going to put out fake quotes. I'm going to put out, when I retire, I'm going to put out fake quotes. And I'm going to just burn the wrestling world down with a bunch of fake quotes. Eddie Kingston's going to say nice things about people. That Nobody will expect that. Eddie Kingston yeah, no, everybody. No, nobody would think that's real. Yeah. Seth Rollins is just going to, he's going to be like, yeah, AEW, we actually, we made an offer to them. We're going to buy AEW. Tony Khan agreed to it. Then John Moxley stepped in. He was like, I don't, I'm not going to work for him. So you can't sell this company. Just a Shield bunch three of way quotes. at WrestleMania 41. Shield Just three a way. Bunch of fake quotes. That's, that's going to be my legacy. The real quotes, the, the man who went insane just did a bunch of fake quotes. Four horsemen, uh, four horsewomen face off at WrestleMania 41 too. Charlotte Flair says the four horsewomen were supposed to face at WrestleMania 30. They weren't even in, I don't they weren't even on television at WrestleMania 30. Who cares? They were in Triple H's entrance at WrestleMania. Yeah. They were supposed to face at WrestleMania 30. And Triple H said, no, you're better off just being as part of my entrance. Yeah. Charlotte Flair. That Charlotte Flair said that on the Why So Serious podcast. Go listen to it, everybody. The Undertaker says he's returning at AEW Double or Nothing 2024 at the One Dead Man show. Because no one's going to listen to that. No one? Well, you can't. You're not not allowed that phones (laughs) and that thing. So. That's so why no one ever has quotes from the One Dead Man show because you can't record it. They make you stick your phone in one of those uh little gimmicks to where you can't get it out. They like they lock it and everything. Uh, like you can't. Yeah, yeah. It's like you ever been to a, a comedy show? SB three. Like I went to Chris Rock. I've been to one. I went to Chris Rock a few years ago, and like you got to put your phone and even I had to put my watch in there. Like, I can't do anything with my watch. What? But like yeah, you got to put your phone in like this little bag that gets locked so you can't get it out, and then. Once you leave, they unlock the bag and then you can get your phone and stuff out. But yeah, they they lock that sounds, stuff. They that do sounds, that. That sounds crazy. They don't want people recording, people texting. Like your your attention needs to be on the show. I I have you know a short attention span, so I don't even know if doing that is gonna help. <laughs> no. All right, everybody. Yeah, you know, the glasses. They're gonna have to start taking. Um, they're gonna start taking the glasses. Yeah, they do it for a lot of comedy shows. This isn't like a a new thing or whatever. Yeah. Like it's yeah, they they do this for a lot of comedy shows. They do it for Undertaker show as well. All right, everybody, go go follow SP3 on Twitter. Go support True Heel Heat. Thank you as always to SP3 for for stepping in on short notice. He'll be on. I'm announcing this right now. He'll be on the spotlight next Thursday. <laughs> Hope your plans are free. Um. Cool. I, Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Jensen, Jensen is going to ask you in about five minutes when I tell Jensen. So just let him know. Thank uh, you. Thank spotlight. you. Thank you for giving me the heads up. Yeah. Yeah, freaking Joel, who knows Yom Kippur is on Yom Kippur. Right. Actually, yesterday. Like, what? Right. He acts like you just don't have anything better to do, SB3. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Hey, I was yeah. able to move move some stuff around, but yeah, like we said, 205, I'll be over on True Hill Heat. J News and Sanal will be with me, so check it go. out. All right, everybody. We'll be back on Wednesday. I guess Joel Pearl will be back, unfortunately. Uh, thanks to Kevin Koo for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to Black Label Pro. They put in a great event. Two great events, technically, uh, this past weekend. So everybody, we'll be back on Wednesday. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on the butt on the channel on the video however this works this is why joel does this portion of the show because he's better at it uh hit the thumbs up like subscribe thank you everybody in the chat 
appreciate all the the comments uh, and thanks for you know my crybaby getting us a little bit of money out of this. I'll take it. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, and we'll be back. We'll be back on Wednesday. Tag Talk should be back today at 3 p.m. Eastern. So everyone support Haley and Kylie. Tag Talk. FMC will be back tomorrow. And uh, yeah, there you go, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a good evening, day, night. Bye, friends on the binary.